Technology and the Sea. Fascination Marine Technology. A podcast by Bärbel Fiening in cooperation with the German Association for Marine Technology, GMT. Welcome to this podcast episode in which we look at exciting research projects and their concrete application. We start directly on the seafloor, accompanying a robot, an autonomous vehicle that can work on its own down there. And we learn a lot about marine technology research projects at Fraunhofer, which is the world's leading research institution for applied research. It's always about future-oriented key technologies. Marine tech plays a major role here. At Fraunhofer, there is a dedicated competence network, Ocean Technology. My guests in this podcast episode, Thomas Rauschenbach, who is the spokesman for this competence network, and he's also the director of the Fraunhofer Applied Systems Engineering, and Steffen Knot, who is head of the Sustainable Ocean Business Center of Fraunhofer in Rostock and Lübeck. Well, let's deep dive straight into the water to the bottom of the Canadian Lake Ontario, where we observe D-Dave. Who is D-Dave, Thomas? D-Dave is an autonomous underwater vehicle, so-called deep diving AOV for exploration. This uh, AOV was developed uh, by our Fraunhofer Institute, I think from uh, 2012 to 2017. And here we brought a lot of new technologies together in one system. And at the end, uh, the Kraken company from Canada um, get a license and the first DDAV AOV from our institute. And then the first uh, big challenge, the test in the entire lake came in, I think, 2017. The background is uh, in Canada in the 50s, I think, there was developed a an, an supersonic um, airplane for military uses. And it was very advanced uh, system uh, at this time as was filled with a lot of innovations like flight by wire and computerized control systems so canadian was very proud on this and that uh, i think on february 20 in 1959 the prime minister of canada stopped the complete program it was a really surprise it's also called the black friday in canada and uh, then a lot of stories about this and conspiracy theories uh, developed around this and 2017 was also the 100th anniversary of Canada and so the Canadian people want to have back apart from this airplane and they knew there was some fighter models in the scale 1 to 8 in the Ontario Sea and so the task was to find some of the parts of the airplanes uh, during a mission from uh, July 2017 to September. And this was a really challenge for us to be three months on the Ontario Lake every day, have our DDAV in real uh, usage. And so uh, we learned a lot about the system. We were surprised about the success. It really works fine with some small problems sometimes, but we could solve this. So, and at the end, in the September, I think in the middle of September, the first part of this airplane was found and it was wow. a really... Uh, the surprise and also the, the the media like the New York Times, the Canadian radio stations all bring information about this uh, at this time. So it was great uh, success for us at the end. 
Yes, so did I made it <laughs> into the media and you you were happy. Yes, really at the end, yes. It was a hard work, but it was a good end at the end. Yeah. What is G-Dave or what are other robots capable of? At what depth can they work? I mean, the Lake Ontario has a depth of 244 meters. The maximum depth, yeah. So <laughs> for us, it was a good uh, chance for testing because if happened something with G-Dave, then we could recover it very easily from this uh, lower depths. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, if you look in the applications of such AOVs in the future, a lot of applications will be uh, in the deep sea. So, and that's why uh, D-Dave, like other AOVs, was designed for diving depths of about 6,000 uh, meters. And with this uh, diving depth, you can reach 98% of uh, the oceans in the world. And are harsh conditions at 6,000 meter in the deep sea. Yes, this is uh, the challenge. And it's also that makes it so interesting to develop AOVs at the end because you have a high pressure uh, at this depth, 600 uh, bars. And you have, uh, yes, uh, no uh, radio connection with the system. You can all only... Uh, exchange data by acoustic uh, modems this is a very small bandwidth that you can use then you have no uh, gps underwater so you need uh, your own location systems and you need a high accuracy location system if you be a long time underwater so a lot of challenges you have to deal with and that is also for us for researchers uh, very interesting to solve such problems mm -hmm. Stefan, where can those robots be used wisely? Yes, Bärbel, the, the robots uh, can be used in all sorts, of course, of scientific uh, research. So as uh, finding sunken airplanes or, or whatever you need uh, to find on, on the seafloor. Uh, but also, of course, if you are going to offshore wind or uh, offshore oil and gas, uh, subsea pipelines, subsea cables, where you need to um, uh, map the ocean and to uh, monitor certain activities, but also to do work on the seafloor, like uh, repairing cables or setting up some infrastructure. Can they also be used to rescue drowning victims? Thomas, you mentioned something like this on the on the paper. Yeah, this is a special issue. At the end, uh, of course, we have this problem not only in the ocean, also if you look at lakes and uh, in, 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 in the inside of the land, uh, that uh, the, the rescue thieves have a problem to find uh, people if they have in a danger. So, and there's also idea to develop robots that can help uh, to rescue people from from dangerous situation in the sea so this is a future project we uh, started the first demonstration system that works uh, yes in a in a test environment like a basin or like a, a lake but the idea is also to bring it in the ocean at the end yes. mm. but these uh, AUVs are used at depths where it's too dangerous uh, for people yes i think this is uh, The, the really market chance for such AOVs, if you look in the future applications, uh, what for the usage of the, the oceans, so we will see a lot of uh, uh, this uh, usage uh, will be far away from the coast offshore installations. So, and if you look at uh, the harsh conditions, uh, 
at the surface and also underwater. So you need robots to do some tasks like inspection of infrastructures, uh, installation of infrastructures. And at the end also for divers is very dangerous to work in such situations. And also the big amount of infrastructures like offshore wind power systems, uh, you cannot use divers to inspect all this, uh, a lot of uh, wind turbines uh, outside. So you need robots. And this uh, will be a really uh, market um, pull that we need such robot systems in the future. Fraunhofer just established a new competence network, Ocean Technology. It's a kind of very unique network. Yes, so uh, Fraunhofer is a big research organization. And at the end, we have more than, I think, 70 institutes working in a lot of different kind of uh, research fields and technologies. So we, uh, we thought about it, how to bring uh, all these technologies together for for ocean technology uses. We know some institutes worked in this field for a long time. And uh, these institutes said, okay, We uh, we call all the other institute to join if they're interested in ocean technology. And we was really surprised at the end. 14 institutes came together and we find a lot of uh, common things for research and how we can combine our technologies. Uh, this is interesting uh, in the, at the Fraunhofer Institute is you have a lot of different technologies. We have the underwater robots. We have sensor systems. We have people that work in the Uh, ICT uh, uh, fields and the data management. We have uh, people from the materials. And so we can bring a lot of technologies together to develop uh, applications uh, for underwater. And I think this is in no other research institute in Germany the case that we have such different technologies in one big research organization. And so so we see good chances for us to uh, go into this research field for underwater and ocean technologies. Is there anything comparable in Europe or isn't it unique in Europe as well? You have, uh, of course, a lot of uh, research organizations that work in the field of uh, ocean research, of ocean technology, uh, and also very often combined uh, with uh, marine research, like Ifremer in France uh, or like this. And all of them also do developments and uh, so uh, we see that uh, also the that we join all these research organizations is also a very important part and i think stefan can also explain a little bit we have uh, such an uh, yeah such an idea from fraunhofer that we bring together all these research organizations and so with our ocean technology in campus uh, in rostock we try uh, to come in contact with this research organization, try to yeah, exchange experience. And so I think also a network from research organizations uh, in Europe will be uh, growing up in the next uh, months and years. The starting point is already uh, done. Yes, and that's quite an uh, exciting uh, initiative we have here from Fraunhofer. So we teamed up with uh, institutes from uh, Sweden, Finland, Norway, very important partner for us, France, Spain, uh, Portugal. Um, where we uh, team up with institutes or organizations who have a similar approach like Fraunhofer. And all together, we would like to bring forward the um, ocean um, research, applied ocean research, 
uh, in particular also in the context of the UN Ocean Decade and uh, on sustainable use of the oceans. Let's talk about the Ocean Technology Campus in Rostock, which is developed. Yes, the Ocean Technology Campus is quite uh, an important project here for Fraunhofer, as we are building there, uh, on the one hand, a digital ocean lab uh, nearby the coastline of Rostock, an artificial reef uh, at uh, the site of Nienhagen, uh, and um, uh, a new facility uh, in the Uh, former fishing harbor of Rostock. And uh, the interesting thing is that we here are very closely linked to um, uh, other um, yeah, institutions and uh, uh, industry uh, in Rostock working together in the area of um, ocean technologies and where we also have been quite fortunate to get a so-called cluster for future from the German government where we jointly work together on Uh, developing new technologies and solutions for sustainable use of the oceans. Sustainable use is an important word you mentioned. Yes, and, and that's of course the uh, the very important task we have as of today. On the one hand, we see there's a growing need to uh, use the oceans in, in regards for offshore wind, for example, or for food or for transportation or for touristic uh, activities. But the oceans are highly stressed and uh, in, in some areas uh, really in, in not good conditions. So um, how could we ensure that on the one hand uh, we protect the oceans and restore the oceans, but on the other hand also uh, provide uh, yeah, resources and, and also activities with the oceans uh, for the coastal uh, communities and everybody that is linked to the oceans. And uh, therefore we need technology because um, uh, on the one hand, you need those technologies to protect the oceans, to get a better understanding what the oceans are and, and what's in the ocean. On the other hand, also to uh, have um, aquaculture or offshore wind activities on the sea uh, and to operate them in a, in a safe and efficient manner. So at Fraunhofer, you develop marine technology. The technology you develop is used by the industry? Yes, this is the mission of Fraunhofer and that's also, um, yes, the goal of the Fraunhofer Institute that we try to bring uh, research results into uh, application with the industry partners. At the end, uh, the industry partners have to bring the product in the market and have to uh, also use uh, the products. So we try to close the gap between a research result and a real product. And this is what uh, Fraunhofer can do. And this is yeah very interesting and also very challenging. We talked about, yes, this harsh environments and there to develop yeah very reliable uh, systems is uh, is a challenge at the end. In which areas is the technology you developed at Fraunhofer used at this point? I think uh, we see a lot of application fields we already addressed until now, and we also see the chances in the future. So if we see uh, the offshore wind uh, uh, parks, uh, we at the moment develop systems for inspection of such infrastructures. We also think in the future about the repairing and coding of such infrastructures. So at the moment, we also, uh, colleagues of us develop sensor systems to make it possible to make inspections of such systems without a diver close to the infrastructure. So they use, for instance, ultrasonic sensors or like this. So this is real applications uh, we have uh, uh, already developed and we go on with this development. 
and uh, we also see a lot of challenges in the yes in in topics like the the microplastics in the sea how we can make measurement systems for this there's also a project uh, we started in the uh, OTC campus uh, in Rostock with our research group and so we will see a lot of uh, challenges and uh, chances uh, for future developments with our institutes What about munitions or deep sea mining? Yes, uh, munition, uh, this so-called uh, UXO is a, is a real problem, if I remember right. So we have in the North Sea and the Baltic Sea more than 900,000 uh, naval mines. Uh, we have a lot of uh, millions tons of um, old munition. So and uh, I think now with also the the The, the, the government's uh, decision to go in this field, to give money in this field that we can uh, uh, work to remove this munition. This is a, also a very important part. And here we have to do a lot of research to find systems that can, yeah, I think, uh, recognize such munition and then also to recover it from the sea. This is the great challenge uh, we have to deal with uh, at the end. And deep sea mining, of course, raw materials are very important. We know it. And the European Commission uh, make an analysis. And I think From the 14 very important raw materials we need in Europe, uh, six of them you can find uh, in the deep sea uh, in an economic uh, amount. So that means it will in the future come. So put our and if our interest is, and I think also our yeah our task is that we uh, do research that such a deep sea mining will happen in a way that the impacts in the environment very small and so that's I think our chances for German technology for German researchers for German industry to develop technologies that we have a sustainable deep sea mining at the end and this I think is a very important chance uh, for the community here in Germany yeah if, if you if you particularly go for for deep sea mining of course that's one of the Uh, um, very interesting topics at the moment. It's uh, not new. It's uh, out there for, for many, many years. But uh, nowadays with uh, everything around uh, energy transition, electric vehicles, the batteries and the raw materials you need, of course, that's uh, getting much more public attention where the raw materials come from. Um, what in the past was not the, the case. So uh, also, of course, now the question is, okay, do we go for the deep sea to get those raw materials or Uh, to find other resources for them or go to circular economy. Um, and here, of course, Fraunhofer has the, uh, the chance on the one hand to uh, support with technologies to monitor, supervise uh, uh, deep sea mining, that it's done in, a, in the best possible manner. But on the other hand, also to work together with others on technologies that uh, reduces the pressure or the need to go to the deep sea for those minerals. So that's quite interesting there. Fraunhofer can also provide technologies for society and the greater good. Looking ahead, what's the next milestone? The next milestone oh, for, for me, uh, we are quite excited that we will get uh, started a very large um, digital project, so-called Marispace X, where we have been quite successful to uh, set up a maritime data space uh, on, on, on German level. Uh, where we have use cases in offshore wind, um, uh, dump munition. Um, we have the test lab in Rostock we have involved, but also uh, blue carbon. So how we can uh, use um, the oceans for uh, 
restoration with, with seaweed and, and, and seagrass and those type of things. Um, and, and we have been there quite, quite successful to bring that project in a domain where usually the oceans are not reflected. So that's a project where we have, yeah, other initiatives on farming or infrastructure, energy, mobility. And we have been the ones with uh, the oceans. And uh, that's quite exciting that we also bring the oceans in a data domain that is not driven usually by the oceans. Why it's important? Uh, we need to get more ocean data and get a better understanding from the ocean because if you see uh, what data we have and what we know from the ocean, it's uh, it's really a wide spot. Uh, it's ridiculous how little we know from the oceans. So um, more data, more autonomous vehicles collecting data will be very, very important for us. And then, of course, we need also the data infrastructure and, and platforms where we can also uh, share the data with those who are uh, engaging with the oceans. And Thomas, your next milestone? Um, if I look uh, from a perspective of the robotics and the sensors, I see that we uh, want to develop a manipulation system. This means robotic systems with the Uh, right kind of sensors that we can do some tasks underwater to repair something underwater to construct the complete system underwater to build it up and also at the end from the lifetime of such uh, uh, de devices we also can uh, make the disassembling of uh, such systems so this we want to do with robots and this is a long way I would say but this is a real challenge and this the milestones we uh, go on in the next uh, months and years Both of you do not live at the sea, but Thomas, you live in Thüringen and Stefan, you live in Aachen. How does it come that you work in marine tech? Yes, we are far away from the coast, 500 kilometers. But uh, very often, like in life, chance plays a big role. So I think 25 years ago, we worked in our research uh, organization with robots, with ground-based robots. And we came together at a conference with a big maritime company in Germany. And uh, so we talked about underwater robots and used the same algorithms like in the ground-based robots. And so we started development of control systems for uh, for underwater vehicles and This was very successful, and so we developed our competences in this field. Also, we added the hardware competence to develop hardware systems for underwater vehicles. And so we're growing up in the last uh, 25 years and have a research group for the underwater vehicles now here in Ilmenau. Yeah, and, and myself, uh, yeah, um, well, um, I rejoined Fraunhofer last year, and uh, actually I worked here in Aachen uh, in my early days in, in other matters and other industries. Uh, but uh, during my course in the industries, I started to work for a Norwegian company in the offshore and gas sector, uh, also offshore wind, where we also develop technologies for um, underwater uh, oil and gas production. And so my, my journey uh, started here in the uh, maritime industry, uh, also with some roles in the uh, German Association for Marine Technology. Um, of course, then, then now when, since one decade in, in that business. And uh, therefore, of course, with a strong interest, how we can combine sustainable uh, use of the oceans with um, yeah, protection of the ocean. Thank you, Thomas Rauschenbach. Thank you, Steffen Knut. Thank you, Bärbel. Thank you, Bärbel. That was today's podcast episode. I talked to Thomas Rauschenbach, who is the speaker of the Competence Network Ocean Technology. And furthermore, he's also director of the Fraunhofer Applied Systems Engineering. 
and to Steffen Knot, who is head of the Sustainable Ocean Business Center of Fraunhofer in Rostock and Lübeck. We'll have the next episode in two weeks. I recommend subscribing to this podcast. And I really would appreciate a positive rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks and bye. Technology and the Sea Fascination Marine Technology A podcast by Bärbel Feening in cooperation with the German Association for Marine Technology, GMT. GMT